Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. And this is Was That Good For You, a podcast all about sex and relationships. We cover everything from kinks to long-distance dating and everything in between. Today's topic is spirituality in sex and relationships. And today's guest is... Uh, Megan. I go by Megan Rose. Um, I would describe myself as a modern mystic of sorts. I love that. (laughs) Um, I am a tarot card reader, a Reiki practitioner, meditation guide, yoga instructor, Legitimately anything that falls under metaphysical or alternative wellness, I probably have some sort of certification in it. I love that. (laughs) You're a witch. A little bit. I love that. I mean, (laughs) the black is on, the wing liner is on. Like, I kind of just have to go with it. Yes. It's perfect. Somebody pointed that out to me today, and they were like, I have been envisioning your red hair. And I was like, okay. Wow. And it was a woman, like somebody that was in one of my meditation classes, but I was just like, people are like meditating on my hair. (laughs) I guess that's witchy. That one time that we were in Montecito and you were sitting down with the sun shining on you, I understand her from that moment. I understand her from that. I will (laughs) never forget that. Like literally just like completely tripping on shrooms, like touching my body and you're like, (laughs) You look like an angel. You and did. I cried. I was looking at you from across <laughs> the pool and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it's so funny to me. I've had people say, like, you look like an earth angel. Yes. And I'm like, I think I need to get over my own like facial body dysmorphic issues. And because start seeing yourself as an earth angel. I'm like, angel? And like slowly <laughs> back my chair up. I'm like, no, no, not me. Oh, Sorry. It's amazing. It's all on brand. It's all great. There you go. Um, before we jump in, also, fun fact, Megan and I are roommates. New roommates, but roommates nonetheless. I love it. Very exciting stuff. Um, today's word of the day, I thought was very fitting, is tantric. Ooh. So tantric sex is this ancient Hindu practice. It's been practiced for over 5,000 years, uh, and it means the weaving. It, it actually technically means the weaving and expansion of energy, which I didn't know, which is super cool. It's a slow form of sex that's said to increase intimacy and create a mind-body connection. I didn't realize how many like how-tos there are online. When oh I was, God. like, Googling the exact definition of this word, yes, there's, like, YouTube videos and books and articles. And I'm going to be honest, I don't fully, like, understand it because I've never, like, dove in before. Yeah. But it very much piqued my interest. Yes. It's funny because my – one of my closest friends now, or at least dearest, um, is also my mentor. And he is a tantric – guru like seventh generation straight from India Um, and he was like the first person that I really connected with as a guru like a spiritual guru but like has slowly developed into this really beautiful friendship um, and is actually writing a book now on Tantra um, does workshops on Tantra and I kind of approached it the same way that a lot of people approach meditation where it just felt so disconnected and almost like hierarchical in a way. Yeah. And I was like, I don't get it. 
instead of exploring it. Yeah. But to me, and again, going back to this, it's kind of like meditation where it's like you're legitimately just weaving spirituality into the practice of sex. Right. Which is something that I've partaken in for years. Yeah. And just had no idea that it, it's unique yeah. in the way that any type of relationship with anything or anyone is. It's like there's no rule book necessarily yeah, for, sure. for Tantra. It's just like is this spiritually awakening both you and your partner? So is Tantra specifically for sex or is it like a whole like relationship thing? Like what does a workshop entail? So it's funny and I am like so beyond the wrong person to ask and I'm probably butchering this. So I'm so sorry to anybody you out there that You know better than I do, partakes. so. <laughs> um, but it, it's more just the workshop is explaining it. Okay. But I don't think that Tantra has to be like penetrated sex. Right. Like I think it can just be intimate sharing of like you said energy and spirituality yeah like the weaving of those two things right um and when you look at it like that it's like am i like in like tantra with my girlfriends and like yeah. with people that i just like sit and like look at and it am in awe like in like of. a very deep intimate conversation yes. with or something like that which like sometimes can be more intimate than actual sex completely and i mean how, how many times have you heard or at least explored this idea that like sex can legitimately be a solo act even when there's two people involved yeah and oh like, my god absolutely i mean going back on the sexual partners that i've had i'm like yeah no connection there yeah like you're inside of my body, but I have no connection yeah, to you. Yeah, it's purely physical. There's yeah. nothing emotional. There's nothing spiritual. There's no, like, energy exchange. It's just... Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I saw a tweet the other day, and the first half of the tweet started to make... You know when you, like, start to read something and you're already angry? One hundred. And the first half of the thing. tweet was, like... um all these people running around having sex with tons of people. And, my, of course, my immediate instinct was, like, oh, what are you about to say? It's going to piss me I off. Like, going to say. Don't slut shame, whatever. Yeah. But then she, she goes... She goes, do whatever you want, but all I'm saying is you're t you're feeding on off that person's energy every time you have sex, so make sure you're doing it with, with the right people at least. And I was like, oh, oh, I actually, okay, I don't know how I feel about that now. You know what's so funny too is one of my last corporate jobs that I worked, yeah. I became very close friends with this woman named and okay. she is, I want to say 25 years older than I am. Um, and so much farther down in her spiritual path than I was at that point. Okay. Of course, like I'm working as a receptionist at like a private equity firm. Yeah. I was <laughs> lost. Yeah. Completely lost. Um, and she was talking to me because I had just gone through a breakup at that point, was seeing this Peruvian guy like t coming in, telling her, I'm like, you know, I I want something more with this person. Yeah. But he's clearly just like off running around rampant doing his own thing. And she warned me of that same thing, but she brought it up in the way of genetic material being expelled into your uterus. That <laughs> sounds so much more terrifying when you say it that 100%. way. 100%. <laughs> like, it sounds straight out of a sci-fi movie. Like, all of a sudden, there's going to be this, like, alien explosion <laughs> in your womb. And I was like, okay, where is this going? Yeah. Um, and she was like, no, but you think about it, like, genetic coding and whatever he's gone through, whatever familial... Um, generational trauma yeah. he's been through is now living inside of your body and being like 
absorbed by your body. Oh and I was like, first, I don't know why, but that just made me feel physically ill. That's what I'm saying. I was like, oh, no. Like one of those conversations wow. that I think even if I ever had Alzheimer's dementia was losing my fucking mind, yeah. I would be like, told me one time about <laughs> Genetic material being expelled into my uterus, and I was just like, yeah, I will it's, never that's the thing forget that sticks that. with you for sure. It's gonna stick with me now forever. Okay, well, there I you guess go. it's like not a bad thing though. <laughs> you just really expelled that into me, to be honest. I'm gonna start using that term, but it's that's it makes so much sense. Yeah, like that you because like I have noticed before when I've had like um like a casual hookup or something. I don't even have to know the person that well to like know if they're like dealing with something or they're in a bad place. It's and intuition. like even if the sex is good and even if it's like intimate, even if they're not like a bad sexual partner, I felt like icky after for lack of a better word. Yeah. And I couldn't really pinpoint why. Yeah. And it could absolutely be something like that where it's like the the energy that like was just like thrusted into me. Yeah. Literally was not was off. It was wrong. Yeah. And I mean energy cannot be created or destroyed. Like yeah. this is the one of the most fundamental principles that we have lived our whole human experience off of. So to say that sex is somehow isolated from that notion, yeah. like that's ignorant. Especially considering sex is like the oldest thing yes. we've ever done. It's <laughs> yes. like it's like the one thing that has stayed true to animals and humans whatever we've done. It's like the one thing. So yes. that makes a lot of sense. Um I wanted to ask you, do you feel like since you've like dove really, when did you, how long ago did you like really dive into like spirituality and wellness? Okay, so this is kind of at odds with what I just said, um, where like the true breakthrough moment for me was probably three years ago, okay. like very shortly after I moved out to LA. Got it. But I would be discrediting so much of what led me to that point if I said it was really when I was 22. Um, when I was like, 11 or 12 years old, I started going to yoga classes with my aunt. Okay. So it was my dad's sister. She lived right up the street, and she was always, like, the fun aunt. Like, yeah. I, I remember telling my mother, like, I wish <laughs> it was my aunt. I'm like, A, fucked up as an only child, my poor mom. <laughs> um, but she would take me to yoga classes that were facilitated by instructors who were also Reiki practitioners. Okay. Which is somewhere where I find myself now. And I feel like those practices are so intertwined. Like just the science of life is yeah. really all encompassed. And why it's so hard for me to describe what I do for work because it, it really is all of these things. Right. Um, but she would bring me to yoga. And I remember like not really understanding anything other than the fact that this woman's hands were on my head. Okay. But I felt so aligned. And so released from stress and worry and self-doubt. Even at that age? That young. Wow. Um, and just being like, I don't know what that was, but I'm going to keep rolling with it. Yeah. And kind of in the same way with crazy conversations, it's like some things just sit with you. Yeah. And at 11 years old, like that seed was planted where I was like, I need to get into this. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in an extremely conservative part of the country. Yeah. Um, which now has flopped into a red state. It was like my biggest, worst heartbreak. Yeah. <laughs> like worse than any breakup. I was just like, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, and then Florida, I understand. Right. <laughs> and it's just these like wavering states where you're yeah. like, 
people are afraid to admit that they're like misogynistic, racist, oh yeah, hateful people, mm-hmm. but then they will like go and vote and be just that. Yeah. So um and also from a very religious background, okay. family-wise. So my parents didn't impart Catholicism on me, but both sides were extremely Christian and extremely Catholic. Wow. And I mean, they shrouded me enough from that that I honestly couldn't tell you what the difference was. Okay. Um, but wanted to, like, please both sets of grandparents of all course, the time. Of so course. it was like my mom would secretly bring me to, like, palm readers. <laughs> and I remember being so young and being like, um, am I going to pass my summer reading test at the beginning oh, of the year? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> like, that... Again, it's like just practitioners and mystics that were open enough to like allow me that experience. Yeah. And be like, no, you're going to be fine or, you know, whatever that I was like, it's really not even the practice. It's just giving people a safe space. Yeah. And being as like queasy and blood shy as I am, um, I was like, I want to help people, but I can't like help cut people open and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I would say those things led up to it. And then my early 20s were really when I just like dove in, like bought a one way ticket out to L.A., packed a single suitcase. Oh, hell yeah. Came out here and couch surfed for two weeks Mm -hmm. and then found a job and I never left. Yeah. Um, And it allowed me being in this very like free form, liberated, accepting in the way that there's so many of us in L.A. Yeah. That it's like people could be doing whatever and it's like nobody cares. Yeah. Like there's way too like, many cool, other things business. to focus yeah, on. Yeah, honestly. Um, Versus if you were in your hometown, it's like it, people just have nothing better to do but like obsess over what other people are doing that they like yes. don't understand. Fully. <laughs> and I mean, we were talking about this last night, like even coming to terms with the fact that I'm attracted to women. Yeah. I was like, I can't talk about this. Right. Like, everybody's going to know. Like, yeah. my parents are going to find out if I tell my friend because her dad is friends with my dad. And, like, it's it was just a spider web of shame. Yeah. And I was like, I got to get out. That's a perfect way to describe home challenges as a spider web of shame. But same, I didn't, I didn't like come to terms with like my queerness or even like start talking about it openly until I moved to LA. And I was like, oh, it's so chill. It's, this is great. Yes. (laughs) But it's so funny to me, even like the very limited knowledge that I have of you as a human being and the short span of time that our forms have been aware of one another. Like you just strike me as someone that has like, always been this way like always been confident in like whatever you are and whatever you do and whoever you partake in yeah so I mean it's comforting in the sense I mean I'm sure there are people on both sides of our stories that are like I just would have assumed she was always like that yeah right oh definitely because it you like it becomes like once you like accept who you are and especially in a place like it's very accepting it really just becomes your whole self 100%. and like your old selves really do kind of die yes. and so the like even like remembering who I was like six years ago it's like oh that person's a stranger to me absolutely and it's like and this is another thing that I'll say about spiritual work is that once you get a taste of your truth mm-hmm. and once you get a taste of being in alignment it's like you just can't go back. Yeah. It's like eating filet mignon versus eating a McDonald's burger. And right. I'm just like, I'll mourn my past. Like, I'll grieve that, mourn that, put it to rest. Um, 
but I just can't like rightfully go back to being that way and being so oppressed by my own fear. Yeah. So do you feel like since you've kind of like become like your true self and like, like I said, like dove into like this life of like spirituality and stuff, do you, how do you feel like that's affected your relationships? Well, I mean, you can ask anybody that I've been with uh, the difference between 16-year-old Megan Mm -hmm. and 25-year-old Megan is like a light years away. Um, I admit this only with the hopes that like somebody out there that feels uh, crazy and out of control of their emotions and and their reactions to life will feel like, oh, okay, I have the right to change and let that go. Yes. Um, I would like go through breakups and key my boyfriend's bike Oh, shit. Would get drunk and, like, sleep with one of his friends. Right, like, just totally act out. Awful. Yeah. Like, terrible, manipulative, nasty behavior. Yeah. And it was all rooted in having anxiety and not dealing with it. Mm -hmm. But anxiety in and of itself from a spiritual format is just living too much in your future. Wow. And all of it comes back. And depression, like, living too much in the past. And we talk about that in like a yogic perspective as well, where if you're up in that rajastic, anxious, high energy, um, or if you're in that sattvic, like low depressive energy, you're missing the middle ground. Like you're missing the ability to be balanced. Which is where you're supposed to be. Right. So it's like I look back on that behavior and all it was was my inability to be present right and again this is not to say that even in my current state that I'm immune in some way to lessons um and fucking up right of course royally fucking up right um (coughs) but it is to say that I'm at least able now to hold myself accountable Mm -hmm. and learn lessons from the things that I'm going through right um versus just snowballing and going on these tirades and falling deeper and deeper into this hole of being a nasty person. Yeah. Especially in a romantic sense. For sure. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll jump back in. I feel the same way though. I feel like before, and I'm obviously not as much in that world as you are, but even in a little bit sense that I am, which is just understanding that energy is a real thing and that um, like putting out negative energy is going to bring negative energy into your life and like meditation and karma and things like that just even in that small sense I feel like I am like you said an absolutely different person in my relationships like if you asked my last guy I dated in Florida versus the guy I'm dating now they'd have very different they'd be talking about two different people 100 you would think and it's like again going back to this like you grieve it and you mourn it Mm -hmm. because I think people forget as well and this is such a huge principle that I use in my meditative practice with people is that even really good change is still traumatic to the human mind yeah so if we are going through a move getting a new job dating a new person I mean cleaning out your closet and buying a bunch of new clothes it's like you're shedding part of your identity And as much as we want to live in this black and white version of happy is good and sad is bad, um, emotions just don't work that way. Yeah. Energy doesn't work that way. Doing this work does not work that way. I can't tell you how many times I thought that I had mastered something Mm -hmm. in my growth process and then was faced with the same thing and fell again. Yeah. So it's like, you know, even in the relationship sense, it's like, 
I, you know, don't want to be sleeping and trying to date or sleeping with and trying to date some like deadbeat. Right. Um, And then it's like you want to believe the best in people and you meet somebody and they seem great and they approach you in a well-mannered way and they're opening your car door and they're buying you flowers and they're taking you to the nicest sushi spot Mm -hmm. in L.A. And you're like, oh, okay, like he's fine. Like all of these red flags don't matter. And it's like, no, bitch, you're completely evading all of the spiritual growth that you have gone through up until this point to say my intuition and my gut feelings are so much more important than what somebody is portraying to me. Yeah. Especially in a courting sense. And I feel like especially too when it comes down to that, my intuition and gut feelings have become so much stronger. Yes. And also so much more accurate. Yes. Like versus when I was younger, I did an episode on gut feelings and one of the things we talked about was like being able, as you get older and as you become more self-aware, being able to understand the difference between insecurity and self-sabotage and a gut feeling and being able to differentiate those because a lot of times when you're younger I think you think they're the same thing 100 um especially like in my past I've been a very like flight person when I'm scared in a relationship and I'll Mm. I will take like a quote-unquote gut feeling as like I need to get out of this when really it's just my insecurity or like fear of the unknown or something like that self-sabotage yeah self-sabotage and I think as I like go on my own spiritual journey I am starting to become like more aware of that and starting being able to like hone it and really understand it in the right way. Um, There's this energetic emotional scale Mm -hmm. that I go off of um, that I actually learned from Gabrielle Bernstein, super attractor. Um, And it's like a 24 point scale system. Okay. Um, But when you compare that to like very uh, original or early notions of energy, it's like a spiral upward. So you think about your intuition in that way. Yeah. And it's like if you're trusting it more and you're giving to it more, it's only going to be able to make this upward motion. Yeah. Um, and get you to a place of higher consciousness. I mean, being a Reiki practitioner, it's like completely what I work with with people. And it's like you start to understand like low vibrational energy at yeah. the bottom, like in your root chakra. And it's like if you're not feeling stable and worthy um, and you have your basic needs met it's typically very difficult for you to then you know work on your higher vibrational energetic centers got it Um, so you have to like kind of deal with the lower ones before you can continue up kind of the way that I describe it to people is like a river okay and it's like the beginning and the end of the river don't really hold any difference in value if you think of it in that way yeah but if there's a blockage at the beginning of the river the rest of the river is not going to flow right like wherever you put this dam or this blockage Mm -hmm. is kind of where it has um like a stopping point yeah so it's like And you think about it with Maslow's hierarchy as well. Like I think a lot of our spiritual practices and principles really do align with psychological scientific principles as well. Yeah. Um, And people forget that it's all just verbiage. It's all just the words that we're picking and the things that we're believing in. But it's the same thing. Yeah. So it's like you think about it with Maslow's hierarchy and it's like if your basic needs are not met, how are you going to self-actualize? Right. Can you explain for people who don't know um, what Reiki is? Yes. Um, Oh, God, I do this every Sunday afternoon. (laughs) There's always, like, that one person that's new to the class, and they're like, I've never had Reiki done. Right. And I'm like, like, sign up for it, and they're like, I don't know what this is. Right. (laughs) And it's like, I 
love lifting the veil for people. Do not get me wrong. But I forget that my broken record is like brand new for somebody else. And very exciting. (laughs) Yeah. So I kind of brief it like Reiki is a form of energetic healing. Okay. Reiki energy is in and of itself universal healing and loving energy that we all have access to. But as an attuned practitioner, my job when I'm working with someone is to use my body as a vessel or a conduit between this universal loving energy and the body and the individual energetic channels of the person that I'm laying my hands on or okay. covering my hands over. Okay. Um, so it's, it's almost uh, exacerbating the travel from the universe through my body into this person's energetic channels Got to it. bring them back into alignment. Got it. Um, and what I like to tell people too, and of course remind them of, is that I'm not healing you. I'm allowing you to tap into healing energy to heal yourself. Yeah. Um, but of course, like when someone's hands are placed on you in a loving manner and you're doing so with such a pure intention of taking away like who I am and who you are an example um to to give someone balance and clearing of blockages and clearing out stagnant energy um I think that physical touch with pure intention is so comforting to people absolutely my god yeah going back to being a child and being like pressed to your mother or whatever fully and it is it's so innate within us to want this Mm -hmm. um and as somebody that's gone through abuse and trauma myself it's like relearning what touch is um and creating a positive relationship with it is so important so if I can give that to someone even just for a moment Mm -hmm. whether it's a couple of minutes in a class of 25 people or it's working one-on-one with someone for 60 right. full minutes, yeah. um, I that's all I could hope for is right. that I can use this practice to allow people to feel loved and feel supported and feel safe in their journey to bring themselves back. Yeah. Do you feel like doing that for a living has made you like a better partner and a better lover? Or do you ever feel like you give so much energy to that that it's hard to give to one specific person on a more personal level? It's kind of a combination of both of those things. Okay. Um, I've found myself, kind of my big lesson in 2019 was taking away um, the power and the blame that I was putting on other people for draining my energy. Okay. And realizing that it was my own issue with boundaries. You know, like I legitimately hold space for a class of anywhere between 18 and 30 people once a week. Yeah. Um, and then to, to go back, like I was recently, you know, seeing this guy and it's like, you go back and it's like, I'm just so dead. I'm tired. Yeah. Um, and I even told my Reiki master on my last attunement, like that I was doing this work on a weekly basis. And she was like, I mean, just understand this is like the difference between somebody doing like a light jog once a week and somebody running a triathlon. Right. Like you need to prioritize right. self-care and not just like bubble bath bullshit, like <laughs> self-care, but like real. What do I need to eat to nourish my body? What do I need to ask the universe to bring back to me, whether this is joy or balance or alignment in my own right? Yeah. Um, And not feeling afraid to take time alone because for a very long time, and I think that was part of my spiritual awakening, 
Um, and what helped me with relationships so much was like codependent behavior. Yeah. And emotionally abusive behavior mm-hmm. and controlling behavior do not constitute true love. God, no. But when you're young, you really think it does. 100%. Like, I feel like the media has very much taught us that that's what love is. I mean, this is like a shitty example. And I I will say I actually love, like, the the books. I don't – okay, I don't love the books. I did love the books when I was a kid. But, like, Twilight. Twilight. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I knew it. It's like like Twilight. As a kid, I was like, oh, man, I want a guy who wants to kill me but, like, won't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you'd think, like, this, (laughs) like, brooding, dark tension, this, like, guy who, like (laughs) – is very controlling. And, like, if you look back as, like, an adult at some of, like, the behavior in that, it's like, oh, this is terrible. Like, him, like, tracking her phone. Oh, or, my like, God, it's awful. following her to her friends' houses and shit. But I've had guys that did that. Right. And when I was younger, I, I was like, oh, he loves me. Right. I thought that was okay. I'm Bella. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I'm Bella, you're Edward. And now it's like, oh, no, you're a crazy person and I'm crazy. a victim. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah. And, like, also putting yourself in the victim seat, too. Like, it's just like you're – and this is what I'm saying where meditation changed my life okay. in the way that it allowed me to to take a moment, take a step back, yeah. evaluate what was going on. Yeah. And, I mean, even with the conversation that we had last night, it's like sometimes you constitute people's – abusive behavior as oh they're just really hurting because they love me so much right yes absolutely no like (laughs) and thank you to nature for like allowing me to go outside for an hour and be like oh yeah no no that's not cool so just meditation is not laying down and putting on chanting music and wearing mala beads around all the time like you don't have to go that far down the rabbit hole right to just take time to implement mindfulness and self-awareness practices into your daily life yeah because that's what's most important and it's the same thing with yoga yoga is not just the physical asana practice it's what you take off the mat and implement in your life right um this might be a dumb question not at all but i've seen in the past like couples yoga or like like sexual like practices in certain sense Mm -hmm. of yoga and I've never I I only have only taken yoga as a very like like at random times and stuff like that I I haven't like gone full force so I don't know what is like the correlation between yoga and I guess like intimacy um I mean again it's like the practice of yoga is clearing your mind okay sitting bringing stillness yeah um, doing the physical practice and what that teaches you. Yeah. Um, like getting yourself to the point of discomfort where you learn how to sit in that, sit in the fire. Yeah. Um, and know the difference between that and suffering. So it's like, I mean, with partner yoga, it's like you're allowing yourselves to kind of step away. Yeah. Like, I, it, correct me if I'm wrong, like you're talking about doing the physical practice with yes. your partner? Yes. Okay. So, like, if you're doing partner yoga, Mm -hmm. it's, like, think about it in this way. Your phones are off and away from you. Yeah. You're making eye contact. You're trusting one another to support each other in certain practices, especially, like, if you're doing partner acro yoga. Yeah. Um, And how beautiful and meaningful is that to the way that you're bridging intimacy with somebody else? It's, like, 
I trust you. Right. I see you. Yeah. I want to spend this time with you. Yeah. Like there's nobody else in this world that I'm doing this with. Right. Other than you right now. Yeah. And again, like even with the discussion of polyamory, it doesn't mean that you can't also want to do yoga with other people. Right. Like you can't yeah. also bring somebody else to partner yoga. Yeah. Um, but I, to me, it's like there is nothing more special than the ability to just like sit and make eye contact with someone. Yeah, absolutely. And be like – we're all gonna fucking die someday. Like I just want to stare into your eyes and like oh my tell God, you I, I love, love that. You. That's so romantic. And this is like literally where I struggle because I think that type of deep, like intense way of looking at things yeah. all the time. And I, I do this all the time. Like I'll start crying in my car and being like, "Fuck! Like I'm gonna die one day. I won't. I won't be able to drive my 2010 Ford. Like how sad is this?" <laughs> Um, but like being in a relationship with somebody like that, yeah, I've had people tell me like, I can't give you what you give to me. Wow. Uh, like I physically, because emotionally cannot. you want that cannot. intense connection. And that is hard. That is hard to get, especially in LA. I, I mean, LA is a beast. Yeah. LA is a beast in the fact that it sucks you in and it's like anything else that's super stimulating. Like yeah. think about why people get hooked on coke. Right. It's like. I leave now and I cry immediately as soon as the plane takes off. Yeah, I get very upset when I leave. I get very, I get very uncomfortable. I very much feel like a need to be back. Yeah. I feel, it's like. FOMO. Yeah, I was was going to say, it's almost like a, like a, an internal, like deep rooted FOMO. For sure. Like FOMO feels even like too chill of a word. 100%. I guess it's kind of like an addiction. It is. To like that stimulation. I had somebody ask me recently, are you addicted to anything? And I legitimately said, living in this city, my phone, and caffeine. I could say all three of those as well, for sure. Maybe validation. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, if we're really going to go yeah. there, validation, <laughs> for validation for sure. Validation for sure. Like, just tell me how, like, pretty and amazing right. and, like, nobody you've ever met before that I am. Right. And I'm trying to break ties with that. Exactly. Like, th- I mean – there's some like weird scientific claim that there's seven people on this planet that look identical to you. Okay. So take that away. Your looks don't mean shit. There's right. seven there's other people who look so seven much other like people you. that yeah. look just like you. Um, and this is kind of how I've started describing it. Like snowflakes, and not even in that cheesy way of like we're all different, we're all special, we're all unique. But like, I have my own makeup of traits, memories energetic makeup yeah the way that I approach the world and I don't think there's ever one like perfectly aligned person that also has those things right but having all of those things allows you to connect with so many other people yeah and I think that's kind of why I've started questioning monogamy right because I'm like if I'm are you meant to only give that to one person your whole life right when there's seven billion people on the planet right that fucks me up. <laughs> um, I read a quote when I was doing research for this article, for this article, for this um, episode, and I wanted to see your thoughts on it. It said, and it very much stuck with me. I'm going to keep this in my notes. Sexuality is our spirituality in physical form. I would agree with that because think about who you are as your shadow self as well. Yeah. When we're looking at the yin and yang, uh-huh. I'm not going to lie. Like, 
there have been points in my life where I loved one night stands and I loved just hooking up for fun and loved having friends with benefits um, and loved having people, you know, like treat me in a way that isn't like good long term. Right. But it fed a certain part of me. Uh So it's like in that way, take the physical vessel out of the equation and it's almost like that dissociative notion that you get when you're on shrooms yeah. um, where you fully understand, oh, my God, I'm not this. Yeah. Like, I'm not this. Yeah. This is just meant for me to experience everything. That is – I had this same thought the very first time I did shrooms. I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is literally just a body. Yeah. And this is like – like you said, I, I was like, this is not me. Right. This is a thing. Yeah. A it's like a water bottle. It's no different. Oh, I love it's that. It's the same thing. There is literally no better or worse than this body and a water bottle. For sure. Wow. So interesting. Um, it's it, And for some reason, I don't know why it made me think of this, but I think it's because it happened recently. Um, there's obviously nothing wrong with purely physical sex and sex with anybody you want. But I think – and I don't know if this is uh, – yeah, actually, I could say this. I think especially for women, we – I know most women have at least once in their life had like a very intense orgasm mm-hmm. that turned into something emotional. Like even not with that person, but like there's a reason why women like cry, right? Like during orgasms or like yes. have this like ex- this like moment right afterwards of like clarity or this like out of body experience. And I feel like that goes so much with this quote about just like spirituality and sex being kind of like one and the same thing. The other night, and I were having sex and I had a very intense orgasm and afterwards I like I made that you know like I'm about to cry like I almost and I, and he like thought it was because something was wrong right. and I was like it's absolutely not if anything it's something great I can't explain it but I very much feel like crying right now and I can't explain why yeah at all but I just like it just like I just like felt the need to like purge tears yeah and I don't understand why I mean if we're getting like fully TMI in this like and I I feel so bad too like you know living together and trying to bridge that gap but like me and my vibrator like we don't go anywhere without one another no same honestly I'm like at home and I want to say I was alone the other night and just like had this crazy intense orgasm and I'm like starting to get to the point where I'm like I just like I need to explore like squirting and like going there and being fully uninhibited like I feel like there's something still blocking me like I'm like I refuse to say that I will never be able to experience that right I think it's possibly because we both grew up because I have the same thing um with religious undertones (laughs) (laughs) like just let me come in peace (laughs) so so (laughs) um just like had this crazy insane orgasm okay put it back in the drawer yeah and laid in bed and cried for like 10 minutes. And I was like, wow, fuck, I love this. Yeah. I love this life. Yeah. And I think like, again, being a very naturally codependent person, realizing in that moment with full blown clarity, I don't need anybody else yeah. to feel this euphoric. Absolutely. And that's why I think. Um, like women who don't masturbate often or haven't or haven't explored themselves sexually, it's so important for me. Yeah. It's so important to me that they do experience that, 100%. especially for women, because I think naturally we just are more co- codependent yes. and emotionally and stuff like that. And that is something that you 
that experience that you just described you only get when you explore yourself sexually I feel like not only but like it's very important to understand that you can make yourself feel that way yeah um it makes you feel powerful yeah I mean you use the analogy of like if you grew up in a town and you walked around that town like every day yeah you know where the best sandwich shop is you know where the drugstore is you know how to get back home yes like it's like landscaping or like understanding it in a mapped out way right and I feel like without that that being masturbation and also living in that tiny hypothetical town yeah how could you how could you walk a partner around that town Right. How could you let them know where the best sandwich right. shop is and where the drugstore is and how to get back home? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I want to know my body and what makes me come and what makes me feel pleasure Ab- in my sexual experiences more than anybody else. And I don't want anybody to take that power away from of me. Of course not. Of course not. And then on the opposite spectrum, when you do find somebody that you want to share a small bit of that with, yeah. you want to be able to... Ex- to explain that to them and to have yes. them understand with confidence. and they never will if you don't e- even know so fully yeah it's funny I also on the topic of like masturbation and like knowing yourself I've had girlfriends who have been like open to the idea of exploring other women they don't necessarily fully identify as queer but they aren't sure um and I hear this all the time where it's like I'm so scared to like go down on a girl because like I don't know what I'm doing and blah 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 and I was like no dude like you know what you're yes. doing like <laughs> you don't realize until you're in the moment that you like like not that you don't like need practice but like you know what you're doing like you know vaginas arguably better than you know penises right. like so <laughs> for sure and I mean going back to spirituality that's intuition right yes like tying that all back together it's like And that's what I love about the female experience and why I have this attraction to other women because it's so nurturing and loving and it's like you understand. Yes. There's an unsaid understanding. Absolutely. And I think that entices me more than like somebody's ass and tits entice me. It's the fact that I feel like I don't have to explain who I am. Right. You understand each other on a spiritual level. Right. Absolutely. I think that's a good place to end. I can't believe 40 minutes went by that fast. That was the fastest 40 minutes of my life. <laughs> wow. I told you, it's not that scary, right? Once Thank you're you. doing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. I'm like, oh, but now I'm realizing how quick time is flying by yeah. and I'm having an existential crisis again. <laughs> <laughs> and that is how my podcast goes. <laughs> uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave it a good rating. Write some words. Um, it really helps me out. If you're watching on YouTube, like this video and subscribe for more. If you want to be on an episode, if you want to give me a future topic, if you want to give me your thoughts, if you want to ask me an advice question, feel free to call me at 424-245-5102. If you don't want to call me, you can also email me at WTGFYpodcast. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Thank you guys. Oh, 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 oh,